Do you want to kick it off or do you want me to kick it off? You can kick it off. It's my show. Yes. All right, today we're talking about marrying a famous person. What would that be like? Would we would that be a good thing? Could it be a bad thing? Spending during COVID, this was a topic we talked about tackling a few episodes ago and took us, what, five or six episodes to finally get to it. We're going to just discuss, are we actually spending less in COVID or more in COVID? Talk a little bit about boredom. And is it okay to give yourself permission to be bored? With cell phones these days or smartphones, I think we are generally not bored anymore. There's always something to shove in front of our face. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. And then we have a couple other topics that we don't know if we'll get time for, so we'll save them in case we do. And we're in your backyard. Yeah, this is another episode where it's coming, uh, we're taping this in my backyard. It's not a tape, it's a um, digital recorder. Sorry, digital recording, got to get with the times here. But yes, we are in the backyard. It's a lovely Friday afternoon. We have excellent weather. We have beer in hand, which mm-hmm. is very important to point out. Today's episode is brought to you by Stella Artois. Over 600 years of Belgian brewing expertise brought to life in a beautifully balanced lager. And Heineken. Yeah, I've got a Heineken in hand here. Premium malt lager. Yeah. I don't. Uh, someone said to me, how did you swing that Amsterdam Belgian ale sponsorship on the last episode? I said... I, we didn't. I just read the side of the can. <laughs> Jeez, I guess anything could really sponsor us for that matter. That's right. This <laughs> Brought episode, to you by Aquafina. Or the umbrella that is shading us from the sun. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, I want to also remind viewers that we can, you can, anyone can, send us feedback to we talked about this 99 at gmail.com. We love to hear feedback, topic ideas. Heck, if you think you might want to even be on the show, you can go through a very simple audition process, and maybe you will be on the show. We've had a few of our listeners uh, end up on the show and, and become regulars and great contributors. So if that's something that interests you, let us know. Also, visit our website at wetalkedaboutthis.net, although it is a little bit out of date. Um, my wife actually keeps the website updated, but the episodes are... Uh, not up to date. So find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. You'll always find the most updated episode episodes on there. So, Yeah, and that's a good point you raise about asking our listeners to offer contributions to topics that we can discuss. Uh, because, yeah, with every episode, we rack our brains thinking of stuff to talk about. Um, some topics are better than others, but a lot of the topics that we have discussed over the last few episodes have been contributions from our That's listeners. Right. That's and right. they've been excellent topics. There's stuff that sometimes we haven't thought about. Um, so I've received a few suggestions recently. Um, have you shared those with me? I, I will I will shortly. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we have received some, some really great topics. So keep them coming. Uh, we want to make this interesting to our listeners uh relative uh as i said if you got some great topics we'd love to hear it yes absolutely and our one of our regular listeners andrew who gave me permission to use his name on the air uh, is has been a, a great contributor and a bit of a sounding board as well for the episode so andrew thank you for your ideas and keep them coming 
This episode is brought to you by Pace Painting. Pace Painting, serving all your painting needs, whether commercial or residential. Reach Pace Painting at paintwithpace at gmail.com or via their Facebook page, Pace Painting, Inc. Or call Peter at 289-356-7744. Paint with Pace. Okay, marrying a famous person. So I was in the car the other day, driving along, listening to music on on Spotify. And I think it was an Ariana Grande song. And I'm just going to pick her just because that was what made me think of it. I don't know if she's married or not. She might be, but, and she's a lot younger than me. So it's not like I was actually going to be able to marry her necessarily. But I did imagine for a sec, okay, what if you met someone like Ariana Grande or maybe more in my age bracket, Natalie Portman, and you hit it off and you started getting to a point where maybe you're going to potentially date this person. And I started to ask myself, what would that mean? You know, how would my life change for the good? And how might it change for the bad? So I think we need to kind of, I guess, clarify this in that you're talking about marrying an already existing famous person. Yes. Because there is obviously there's differences in the sense that let's say your spouse becomes a famous person right either let's say in the entertainment industry or they become a famous writer or politician if you knew that person when both of you were shall we say a bunch of nobodies yeah <laughs> then it's a whole different story because you're you're accompanying them on that journey right but yeah i guess what you're trying to say here is that if you're marrying someone that is a, already a famous celebrity that's right. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And that could be another topic where, where what happens when you are with somebody and they become famous while you're in the relationship and what does that do? So, yeah, for the purposes of this, it's about you're, you meet someone famous and happen to hit it off and actually start dating and, and so on and so on, maybe even get married. And the idea also it came across when I watched... I think it's uh, Lady Gaga has a documentary, and I think in that she talks a little bit about relationships. And I just started thinking, like, okay, if I got married or got into a serious relationship with a famous person, what would that mean for my career? What would it mean for my lifestyle, my day-to-day? Like, the first thing that jumps out at me, okay, positives, financially, that could be a very good in that okay, suddenly I don't have to worry about income anymore. However, wait a minute, if I'm in a relationship, I'm like, do I, what would I do? Would I, I, I work for a financial institution. And let's say I met, let's say Lady Gaga, just for as an example. I meet her, we start dating. What do I do? Do I tell my friends about it? Do I tell my work about it? Do I quit my job? Like, what would the conversation with her be about that? Yeah, that is... So many different possibilities as to where that could go. And I guess it depends on the person. Uh, Yeah, if you're married to someone like a a Lady Gaga or or someone in the very high-profile person within the entertainment industry, in some ways your lifestyle obviously would be greatly changed, but depends on how much you would want to accompany them if, let's say, they're on location or Mm -hmm. if they're on uh, concert tours. Um, some people, on the other hand, want to have a very separate and private life from that famous mm-hmm. person and have their own careers. 
and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's still a number of you know Hollywood celebrities, Hollywood actors, or singers that have their spouses that are very private individuals. You don't hear from them. They have perhaps their own separate careers. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of off the top of my head. I'm thinking that people like Matthew McConaughey and I think Matt Damon, they're married to people that are, are non-famous mm-hmm. or are, are famous only by way of their marriage. And right. it's because they appear at, you know, Hollywood red carpet events. Right. Um, but, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I don't think their spouses are, are famous people in their own right. I guess they focus their attention on raising families or charitable uh, activities. I, I, when, when you question, you know, if you were to marry a famous person, how would your life change? Would you work? Uh, I don't know. Would you want to work? Uh, I don't know if you would be working for a paycheck. Uh, but if you had that financial flexibility, then maybe you are in a position to do the job that you always wanted to do, to be able to start your own business or do your Mm. own consulting, um, you know, carve your own career, um, get involved with uh, philanthropic organizations, uh, like uh, charity. So, yeah, there's so many things in which people can do. And, and you know, we'd have to maybe research a little bit more as to what, you know, if you take a look at each Hollywood celebrity who they're married to, and what they do for a living. That would be kind of interesting to see that. Well, that's another thing, too. Most famous people, when they date somebody or get married to somebody, usually are quite successful in their own right. Like, if you take someone like Erin Burnett, she's a CNN anchor. She's married to, like, some high-ranking city group uh, financial guy. Like, a CEO, not the CEO, but, like, very big job, senior guy, probably met her at some event. She, he's He's got clout in that sense. Like he's meeting this, this um, CNN anchor woman and like the CNN anchor women, I don't think they're interested in guys like us. They're interested in people like that. They're interested in people like people that are running the foreign operations of Citigroup or the the North America operations and are probably very, very successful in their own right. Well, it's true. You're, you're going to socialize within your own circles, I suppose. <clears throat> um, yeah, I would expect someone like a CNN anchor to be hopnobbing with, with I guess, successful business people within mm-hmm. those particular social circles. All right, well, let's hold on. So there's a couple ways to tackle this. Number one would be the financial part. So you're you're like dating this person well you're not gonna quit your job like would you say to this person hey i'm gonna i can't work in my current job with the amount of level of fame that me being in this relationship brings so what would you do would you work out something like okay well while you're dating me I'll give you uh, some money, um, or you just live off my coats, my uh, live off my lifestyle while you're here. And if things don't work out, you just go back to what you were doing before. Like, what happens then? And not to sound, well, sh- I wouldn't say chauvinistic, but from a man's perspective, speaking as a man, it would be um, 
you know, as a, as a man, I would want to have my own career. I wouldn't want to just like stop working and, and live off of or sponge off my, my famous spouse because she happens mm. to have a lot of money. You consider that sponging? Well, it depends on what you're doing. Um, you know, if all you're doing is just sitting around a pool looking this pretty. This beer, by the way, is not very cold. Oh, okay. This Heineken, Heineken's kind of warm. Well, it was in the fridge. Yeah, for how long? Yeah, but maybe you put it in the sun or something. I don't know. It's, it's not crazy. the sun. You didn't. How long was it in the fridge for? A long time. Like a long time, five hours or half an hour? As in like several days. Yeah, it's, well, you better get your fridge out. looked at. Okay. Um, you were saying. <laughs> okay, sponging off somebody. Like, is that sponging off somebody if you're simply... Okay, so... <sighs> Just because my wife has money, I wouldn't expect to be able to quit my job and do absolutely nothing. I, I guess that's that's the angle in that I'm looking at it. As for my own self-fulfillment, you, you'd want to have some purpose in your life. You'd want to have a reason why why you get up in the morning type of thing. Um, as, as a spouse of a, of a famous celebrity, maybe that's raising a family, um, getting involved in, in charity. I, I would think that yeah, as as a spouse, you, you would need to sort of bring something to the table and not just kind of live the high life, you know, living off of their their big paycheck that comes in. Hmm. I don't know. That's just my take on it, and that I would want to provide. I, I would want to have something that defines my life and not be defined as as the husband of yeah. you know, no, I Lady agree. Gaga or something like that. I agree. Um, that I would want to have some some pursuit. Perhaps the pursuit, depending on the development of the relationship, could be around supporting my wife's job. Maybe I become her agent or I become her business manager or I handle an aspect of the business. Because a lot of these celebrities, as they become successful, almost they're almost like companies, right? And so maybe I'm part of the machine of Lady Gaga somewhere. I'm the event coordinator or some job maybe become part of the entourage because yeah, well, i know a lot of these people have large entourages of people yeah but okay what's an entourage <laughs> is that just people that walk around with hangers them or do they on. actually do something yeah hangers on um yeah so, i should watch that show entourage i'm oh, yeah. sure that would explain a lot <laughs> i've heard of it and I've, yeah. I've seen clips but i've never watched it yeah okay so there's the financial piece which i'm not sure if we've concluded what we would actually do there um what about the 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 attention that the individual gets so this is your wife let's say it's your girlfriend let's say you've been dating for like six months lady gaga um, and everywhere you guys go, there are screaming fans and paparazzi clamoring for their attention. And you're sort of just pushed off to the side while she gets all the attention. How would you deal with that? Well, that's the million dollar question. That's what keeps National Enquirer and People magazine in business. Mm -hmm. uh, when you hear about all like the Hollywood scandals and all of the, the Hollywood marriages and relationships that break up. shoved aside while yeah. career flourishes. Yeah. Well, I, I think isn't that why Taylor Swift is another individual that seems to go through a lot of relationships? Mm. Um I guess it all depends on the individual. Depends on, on your, if you are a, a jealous type. 
some people are, are fine to be in the background and, and don't want the spotlight. Um, whereas other people would have a really tough time with that. And especially if, if you're someone that is trying to break into the business yourself. Uh, let's say if, if you're a, f- a fellow actor or something mm-hmm. like that and, and you're maybe become jealous of your girlfriend or spouse that have become an overnight sensation or a household name, uh, I'm sure that can definitely tear apart a lot of relationships mm-hmm. where the jealousy just kind of, uh, you know, breaks it up down the middle. So uh, that would be completely dependent on the individual person as to whether or not you would be comfortable with that. Well, I think that explains why a lot of the celebrities get into relationships with other celebrities, you know, yeah, they, they who do have strong, established careers. They know what the lifestyle is like, and that's probably why a lot of relationships wouldn't work out between someone who's super successful and someone that's kind of floundering. Well, it depends because there are some Hollywood celebrities like the Taylor Swifts, like the, the Jennifer Aniston's that that seem to be in relationships with a lot of other famous actors. In the case of Jennifer Aniston, you know, dating people like Brad Pitt or whatever. Um, and there are people that have, haven't had a lot of success. Someone like Julia Roberts, for example, married a, a guy, I believe he's a camera operator, someone... Mm. You know, just obviously connected to the to the film industry, but someone who is is not famous, yeah, and that's been a very successful relationship. So it it all depends on the individual person, I guess. Yeah, it, it's I I know we're kind of going back and forth here, but I guess it really all comes down to it depends. All right, it depends on the person. Okay, well, let, <clears throat> here it is. Would could you marry or be in a relationship with a famous person, like someone who is already famous? You meet, and she's she's just like I described earlier, getting all this attention. Um, every time you go to a restaurant together, she's hounded by autograph seekers, paparazzi. Could you be in a relationship with a famous person like mm, that? That's a great question. I, I I would like to think that I would be able to be good with that. That, yeah, if you're obviously truly in love with a person, you have a, a great uh, chemistry with them, that you would be able to deal with that kind of dynamics within that relationship, knowing that you're not going to have, a, quote unquote, a, a normal night out. However, yeah, I, I would like to think that I would be fine with that. But in, until you're there and until you're experiencing it, you don't know. We... You and I have absolutely no comprehension as to what that lifestyle would be like. You know, jet-setting all over the world and, you know, red carpet events and having paparazzi take your photo and not having a moment's, moment's no peace. No privacy. No privacy. Like, you go out to a restaurant or you go out to the, to the, to the store and you're having someone taking your photo. Yeah. That would just be so weird. Like, we wouldn't wouldn't be able to, to comprehend what that would be like. And and there is extremes to that. So, for example, members of the royal family, um, people like what Princess Diana had to, had to deal with during her time in the royal family, where every single moment she walked outside of, into, into any public areas, there was dozens of photo, photographers capturing every single moment there is literally no privacy whatsoever i I think if if it got to that point that would be 
that would be terrible. And that would be a, a very, very tough situation. To, yeah, and it's to nasty too, could, right? They come at you with like absolute gloves off um, venom. Looking at like something to come back to come at you with, yeah. whether it's something that's happened in your past or they make up things to stir up issues or, or cause problems in your relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I have thought about the fact that here we are sitting in this backyard right now. If, if I was famous, I couldn't do this. Like Michael Jordan can't sit in the backyard in Whitby and not have like people peeking over the fences and taking pictures of us um because they're gonna know i'm here they would know he was here right there because there's people following these guys everywhere so just being able to go to a park go to some normal whatever you want to do type average place and not have somebody like that's that's a that's craziness yeah, and I guess that's why a lot of Hollywood celebrities tend to live in the same areas, like places like Montecito or uh, Malibu in California. Maybe that's the really the only places they can go where they have, yeah. have some form of privacy. Yeah, um, or, but, or they yeah. get lost in big cities like New York, New yeah. York, where the ability for celebrities to yeah. kind of blend in is a little bit easier. But we, we do underestimate the the day-to-day privacy that we all enjoy. Like, if you're someone like a Tom Hanks, you can't walk into a Walmart. Yeah. You can't walk into, like, a Starbucks and grab a coffee without being recognized or someone wanting to take your photo. Yeah. You'd have to really disguise yourself. And what if you don't want to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And some of them do. I guess they throw a ball cap on and some sunglasses. But I think we tackled this episode, not you and I, but Ed and I talked about this, I think episode 18 or 19. We talked about, could you, would you ever want to be famous? And we talked about the whole walking down a street and having somebody jumping at you or, or um, running into you and, and wanting to, you know, sign their autograph or take a selfie, all these different things. And it sounds glamorous. It sounds fun. I think it's one of those things I'd like to try, but then if I didn't like it, I could pack it away and forget about it yeah and there's also the other thing too where if you depending on what your role is you could also um, have a, a loss of privacy for the wrong reasons so for example um, I saw in the news that the mayor of Toronto John Tory he was I believe a couple of days ago him and his wife went out for dinner and were sitting out in a patio and some guy came over and started harassing him mm. and shouting at him because he was angry about anti-lockdown and blaming him because a lot of businesses were, have been um, suffered during COVID shutdowns, that type of thing. Yeah. And apparently, I, I didn't watch all of it. I just kind of saw snippets. But apparently, this this interaction lasted for like five to ten minutes or something like that. So if you're a mayor of a city and you want to just go out for dinner with your wife... And you're having to deal with stuff like that where you get some guy coming up harassing you at your table. Like, that's an example where being a celebrity is not a good thing. Where, you know, you're you're notable for the wrong reasons and you have angry people coming at you, never mind photographers. Well, here's politicians. But that's politicians too, right? Like, you have to have a certain... I've said that anybody that wants to be a politician has to be not right in the head in so many ways <laughs> yeah. to be hated by more than half half or more of the population to 
no matter what you do, you're always doing, it's not the right thing. I can't imagine anybody who's of normal mind wanting to be in a job or situation like that. Yeah, it is a tough job. And, and, well, for example, Doug Ford, Premier of Ontario, he had demonstrators many, many times outside of his home protesting against lockdown measures. How tough would that be? Like, if you were... You have a tough job and you, you you want your weekends to yourself. You want to go out in your front lawn and cut your grass and then you have like 30 people demonstrating in front yeah, of you. but that's part of what you decide to get into if you become a politician. I think it's a little bit less so with sports. Like if you're a sports celebrity, okay, you just want to do your thing. Whereas a politician is actually, they know going in that's part of the job. And I guess if being very good at a sport and being a professional sports player it's going to have an element of that as well. But politicians, I feel a little bit more it's deliberate in the sense that no politician can say they went into it and found this like lack of privacy thing. Can't say they didn't know that was possibly coming. So, I mean, for me, I'll say, marry, could I marry a famous person? I think if I really liked what they did, like if, if they were involved in something that I really enjoyed, like I really liked their music I like the the type the movies that they acted in. I I want to say I could handle it. I think I could do it, but I think it would depend. I couldn't do Lady Gaga, for example. I I couldn't I couldn't be married to her. No, no, that's too much. It's too it's too much. Um, someone sort of lower, not lower rung in terms of success, but I, I'll take Natalie Portman. And yes, I do I do like Natalie Portman. Um, I. I think I could be married to Natalie Portman and and manage my life based on that. And I would not feel that I was being shoved off to the corner. I I could accept it. I I could accept it. Yeah, I would like to think that I'd be in the same boat as well, that I would try to sort of go into that relationship with an open mind, knowing full well that the person that you're dating or, or marrying is someone that is much more famous than and much more successful than you are you, you kind of need to get past that and realize your your place in the relationship and, and not let jealousy or or anything like that sort of creep into it so um yeah i think most of our listeners would probably say the same thing that they would everyone would like to think that they would go into it with an open mind um, it all depends on how successful or, or how much, you know, how much your privacy would potentially be uh, be mm. infringed upon. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it would, it's interesting to think about it. That's for sure. Spending in COVID, I hear a lot of people talking about doing things. <clears throat> I hear a lot of people making financial decisions based on the fact that COVID has, let's call it, saved them money in other areas. So a lot of less people are not traveling as much during COVID and they're maybe not buying as many clothes. Like I haven't bought dress shoes in two years, two and a half years. I haven't bought a suit in a couple years. Um, I haven't, I haven't even worn dress shoes in, in since the pandemic. Like, um, there's many things I'm not spending money on. And so I think there's a feeling right now that because we're saving money in many areas that it's okay to spend it in others. And what I would like to talk about is when people use that excuse, 
well, I'm spending less money on traveling or whatever it is, so I'm going to now buy this. I wonder in the end, have they really, are they actually coming out further behind when, when if you actually did the math, if you actually pulled someone's bank account information and said, okay, you haven't traveled in two years, so you saved, you know, X number of dollars. However, your justification for spending on other things actually equated to spending X. Um, how many of those people would actually be shocked to find that, oh man, I saved all this money in this one area, but then I ended up spending more because the feeling was I was spending less money. That's a great point. And I think if you really did the did the math, and I would love to be able to have some kind of data in front of me on this, <clears throat> but I bet you most people probably, yes, have saved money, but probably not as much as they think they have. And it's interesting, the, the point you raise about a lot of people spending money and, and justifying it because of saving money on, on, on COVID-related or, or non-COVID-related expenses. Even in my own circle of friends, I know a lot of people who have installed swimming pools, um, people who have bought uh, trailers or, or cottages mm -hmm. up north. Yeah, me too. Um, that seemed, well, especially last year, that seemed to be the, a very, very popular thing to do is, is making that investment in, uh, in like a, a trailer or within some kind of a resort up north somewhere, being north and, uh, well, north of Toronto within cottage country, just to give some context for those not from Toronto. Um, cottage country is what we, what we call cottage country is about maybe two to three hours north of, of the city of Toronto. Mm -hmm. Um, for me personally, looking at my finances, yes, the answer is yes. I have saved money by not commuting as much. Um, yeah, more, more so, the other one is the commute. Yeah, more so my wife because she's, she's not having to go into the office as much. We haven't spent as much in terms of we didn't go out and do as much stuff, like not as much eating out at restaurants. Your entertainment budget has definitely reduced. You're not going out to the movies or going to shows anymore. Um, you're probably, as you said, you're not buying as many as much clothing as you normally would. Yeah, and so, if you're buying alcohol, you're probably buying it from the beer store or the liquor store. Yeah. Which is going to be substantially less than what you might pay if you were out at a bar or a restaurant. Yeah. Like, I, obviously, I don't have anywhere close to any kind of figures in my head. But I know for sure that I have saved money by virtue of the fact that I have been able to, uh, I guess, tackle some debt. I, I know that over the last year, I was able to, to pay off a lot of credit card debt, uh, you know, a lot of credit debt. Um, so I've been pretty successful in doing that. So that has sort of been my, my measure stick in terms of saying, yes, I have saved money. So when you raise the point about people justifying large purchases, such as a swimming pool, by saying that, well, you know, we have we've saved a lot of money due to COVID. Yeah, that's great that they have, but don't forget this is only a very temporary thing. I was going to say, COVID, the pandemic is going to end at some point, and will people be able to be satisfied saying, no, I won't be traveling for the next five to seven years because I decided to make this investment in something like a cottage or a swimming pool. So I don't know, and this is the thing, I don't trust 
generally people to this responsibility. This is where I think, and this could be another topic, is there's too much credit available in our society that banks will hand out money very willingly, more than they than a lot of people could afford, to um, finance a lifestyle that they t- they probably can't really afford. Well, and it's easy to say that, okay, well, I'm going to invest money in this cottage because I'm not going to be traveling anytime soon. However, maybe not this year, but certainly next year when things continue to open up, the the lure of saying, wow, it'd be nice to do a trip down to the Caribbean or take a trip down to, down to Florida or Disney or whatever, that will start to creep in. Um, so... It's interesting to see how people that have sort of tied themselves to a certain um, lifestyle or, or commitment by investing money into a certain thing, such as a cottage or whatever, um, how that's going to change in two, three years from now when life returns back to normal, at least we hope it does, yeah. and they have this this commitment to this property that they've purchased um, so it will be very interesting to see how things pan out over yeah. the next couple of years, I suppose. Um, but when it comes to making these big purchases, I suppose if people have the money, then yeah, I guess you might as well go for it. As long as you're not putting yourself into debt by purchasing these these large uh, expenditures. Um, well, I like what you said. You're using the opportunity to pay off some debt, which I think uh, it may or may not be happening in all in all circles for me personally i have to say i don't know if i'm if i i know there's things i've not purchased but i don't know that if i did the math i'm not confident to be honest that i've saved overall i i don't have any benchmarks i don't have a barometer the other big difference for me is that i lived in japan for the last three years what we spent our money on a year ago or pre-pandemic was based on living in Japan, living where my wife wasn't working. So there was no income coming from her. Now we're both back. We're both earning income. So it's very difficult to know whether we're ahead or... F- so if someone actually like a came in and, and examined our bank account, I wouldn't put any substantial amount of money down that says that I've spent less. I think so but I wouldn't bet on it. But yeah, the interesting thing is that people who may have saved a little bit of money due to COVID and and have taken on these large expenditures without taking advantage of some of the opportunities to pay off debt or heaven forbid you put money into your RSP or Mm. just to put money in the bank. Um, That's something that gets overlooked very much so is what's wrong with just saving some money instead of having to to spend it. Do you think this topic's going to rattle some cages? I don't think so. I don't think we're being disrespectful here. If someone has the, the money in the bank to spend... To, to make a purchase of spending it on a cottage or a swimming pool, then then good on them for being able to, to do so. I just hope that they're not putting themselves into debt by doing so. Are we being but, preachy? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't want to be preachy. 
Okay, but so, it's it's food for thought, though. People yeah. do need to think about this type of thing because, yeah, you're right. It's it's a big expenditure if you're going to go out and buy a swimming pool or if you're going to go out and buy a motorbike. And yeah, there are some things that you can at the end of the day, if you don't, if you once the the novelty wears off, you can always go and sell it. But you can't sell off a swimming pool. So I just hope that people have really thought this through and and. Uh, you know, understand. We're raising awareness, right? We're raising awareness. Yes, that, yes, that's sort of where we're going at on this. And one. everybody's situation is personal and private, and their own their own doing. And they can. Uh, they're we're all adults here. Most of our listeners are anyway. So we're just raising the question. COVID, COVID, COVID. Um, let's just while we're talking COVID, are you comfortable, Paul? getting back into the activities that are now becoming available to us, like attending sporting events, um, going to take your kids to extracurricular activities, going out to restaurants, possibly returning to the office. Are you comfortable with everything that's now slowly coming back to us in terms of, uh, you know, tr- even traveling places, are you comfortable with everything or are there some things you're a bit hesitant on? I think the short answer to that is yes, I am comfortable. Uh, yeah, it's every episode we always say, yeah, we try not to talk about COVID, but how can we not? And well, especially yeah. now it's now we can talk about COVID in, in a positive light, knowing that, things are starting to open. So this is actually a good conversation we're, we're having here. Whereas this time last year, this was a very, uh, this was very much, um, you know, a, a topic that was still very much distant and, and far away. Especially yeah, and so be- much ahead that we didn't know was coming yeah. even. And now we have a lot of rear view mirror that we yeah, can look back on. Yeah, a year of perspective. All right, so let me ask you, are you comfortable? So today, I know a band that you like, The Killers. I saw a notification that The Killers are coming to Toronto September 23rd. I'm a big fan. Um, I saw they were going to go on sale, and I thought for a moment, um, would I like to go to that concert? And I have to say, I decided not to purchase tickets. I'm not comfortable going into an arena in September with COVID. But hold on, that's September of 2022. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, all so right. it's it's okay. kind of oh, comical shit. that I missed it. Then <laughs> damn I it, bought God. tickets. You're pounding your fist on the table here. Yeah, it's kind of ironic that you actually raised that question about the uh, raised the example of of the Killers concert because we actually did buy tickets. You did, huh? yeah. My wife and I we we bought tickets. Uh, did it you is, get good seats or what you do? Yeah, yeah. I think we got pretty good seats. Uh, it it's a full year away. It, I find it always unusual when concerts sell tickets a full year in advance that's mm-hmm. very presumptuous yeah it's more than a year and, and it's a long time in which they have your money in the bank collecting interest as well yes but yeah we did buy tickets it's almost a strategy hey let's announce a, let's announce a concert a year from now collect this money now I don't know if they get it or if Ticketmaster gets the money like the ticket company but yeah wow what an investment idea let's yeah. collect several million dollars of people's money give them a guarantee that it will be returned uh, which is what it said if the concert is canceled you'll get your money back but guess what that's actually a, that's an investment idea it is. Yeah. all that interest that will be made like yeah, will i get my interest f- plus 14 interest? months of interest and in, let's say everyone spends on average over a hundred dollars a ticket yeah 14 months of interest on a hundred dollars a person that's a lot of money 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's millions, right? And, and, and think about how many concerts they're selling tickets for. Let's say twenty, thirty bastards. concerts on, on their tour. I hate Ticketmaster. <laughs> I know. Okay, so but yeah, you're get, comfortable. Getting, getting would you? That, what yes, if it was I, September 2021? Would you? Would you be comfortable buying tickets for that? Um, and if not, why not? I think I probably would. And the reason I say that is because the recent news here in Toronto is that the Toronto Blue Jays are coming back to town. Yes. At long last, the Toronto Blue Jays are, have been given approval to play at the Rogers Centre. After um, spending the last two seasons in a mixture of playing in Buffalo, New York, and Dunedin, Florida. Dunedin is their yeah. home, home a spring training facility. Yep. Yep. So I am very eager to be able to see the Blue Jays play. And yeah, 15,000 capacity has been granted mm-hmm. for watching games in person at the Rogers Center. And yeah, I am very much, I'm very hopeful that I'm able to get tickets for at least one or two games. Did you try to get tickets? Because they went on sale. <clears throat> um, I believe it's just for this first homestand. That's right. Yeah. The tickets for the rest of the year have not been posted yet. Yeah. <clears throat> and my birthday is coming up in August and I would love to go to a game. August 20th. You're dropping hints there as to what you like for your birthday yeah. present. <laughs> um, I would love to go to the Blue Jay game on August 20th, which is my birthday. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'll be comfortable going because yeah. it's, uh, it's like, outside. It, it is, yes, it, it is out, outdoors. But let's back up here and say that you and I are both double vaccinated. Yes. I think that makes all the difference in the world. If I was not vaccinated, mm. I would definitely have some hesitancy. I right. would not be raising my hand to, to go to any any baseball games or concerts or anything like that. Uh, but being a double vaccinated person, I am very confident and um, very at peace with going into large events. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, areas where there there's potentially several thousand people, something that seems still seems kind of foreign to us. We're still not used to being that. Um, so, you know, the opportunity when we do get a chance to hopefully get to a Blue Jays game this year, being in a stadium of 15,000 people, it'll be a really weird feeling at first. Um, but yeah, being vaccinated, I'm, I'm comfortable. I, I don't have much hesitation. I think common sense still prevails. I, I'm not... I would like to think that with this Killers concert, which is over a year from now, by that time, COVID will be a, a thing in, in the distant distant past. Um, if it was September of this year, I might have a little bit of hesitancy. I, I would I would think a little bit longer yeah. about that. I'll well, be honest. I with obviously you. didn't read the fine print. Actually, it wasn't yeah. even fine print. It was probably quite out there. I just assumed it was this September. Mm-hmm. Mm. But in, in terms of COVID activities, though, um, stuff that we are now pursuing now that restrictions have been lifted. So, for example, traveling. Um, yeah. Yes, I'm actually going to be taking a vacation next week. Um, going to Quebec City. Um, You're so driving there, right? We're driving, yeah. I haven't... Um, I, I, I haven't had any plane travel, but I'm sure air travel is is fine. Um, but yeah, I I don't have any hesitation about doing any traveling at this point. Would you go um, to Europe? I think I probably would. Yeah, uh, the only thing that would that would stop me would be depending on what potential restrictions are still in place. If I'm if I'm going somewhere, I want to make sure that everything is open and you're able to to go into restaurants. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I think, well, and this is a debate for, for in, in itself in terms of, of COVID protocols, places in the U.S. where there's, well, even in Canada for that matter, where not even any masks are, are required. Um, I, I would still be a little hesitant about completely taking off my mask in public places. Um, But as long as I think common sense prevails and you just are aware of your surroundings and you don't, as I said, I I wouldn't necessarily, um, you know, go to a party of several thousand people without masks. Um, But I think for the most part, life is returning back to normal, such as going to see the movies uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to being able to, to go back to the movies soon. Yeah, that's opened up um, now, right? Yeah, all that's opened up. So, yeah, it, it's nice to know that you at least have that option. Whether or not I go ahead and do it remains to be seen, but yeah. at least to, to be able to have that option to be able to go out and do stuff that you did pre-COVID and to be able to have a sense of normalcy again. It's such a nice feeling. It is. So our kids have been in day camp for the past two weeks. And I'll tell you, just for them to go somewhere during the day has and not be in the house has made things much better on the home front for my wife and I. Um, I find we're getting, I'm getting less aggravated. You know, I'm not constantly seeing them on their screens. And, and when they come home after a long day at camp, I'm co- totally fine with them being on their screens. And, and it's, it's making it much easier. They come home with stuff to talk about. They go, they leave for camp with things to look forward to. It's, it's been a game changer. Like I said, if I had thought that concert was in September, which I, which I thought it was, then I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna go. The double vaccination thing is uh, is a big factor. I agree. What I'm a little bit hesitant to, and a lot of these places are now providing these. You know, if it gets canceled, you'll get your money back. But I am a little bit. I'm finding it difficult making plans when I don't know for certain if they can happen. Um, that's getting to be less and less now because it feels like things are going to happen. But to book to book a trip, say, in January, and you still have, you know, what's the chances it's going to get canceled? 5%, 15%, 25%. That that planning around uncertainty is a bit challenging at times. It, it is, yeah. There There's definitely challenges. And that's where, yeah, reading the fine print, uh, I would not book anything unless I knew for certain that there was cancellation policies in yeah. place where you could make changes uh, without any kind of penalties. Uh, because, yeah, it, it's... Even though things are trending in the right direction, we still don't quite know where this is heading. And we like to think that lockdowns are are a thing of the past, but who knows? Who knows? Um, So here's a question for you. In certain parts of the U.S., there is certain states that have very, very low vaccination rates. Um, Georgia. Yeah, Georgia, Alabama. I read that yesterday. So here's a question. Would you want to go to a place like Georgia where the vast majority of people are unvaccinated? No. I would, yeah, I would have a lot of hesitancy myself because even though I'm vaccinated, you just don't know. I, I just find that it angers me in, in a lot of ways that to have a state that has 38% vaccination rate and knowing that the reasons for that are almost entirely political. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say, fuck you, Georgia, I'm not coming down there because you're not, you're not taking it seriously and you've got all kinds of conspiracy theories and all that. So no, 
I'm not going. I'm not going to places that have low vaccination rates. And I don't know any other states what's going. Like, what's Florida's vaccination rate? Any any idea? I, I don't know. I'd have to. Yeah, look it up. Uh, I'll look it up. And <laughs> well, while you do that, um, let's let's move on to our next topic, which uh, we've got. Uh, we tend to like to keep our episodes under an hour, and it's we're at forty eight minutes here. So, and we do want to include a strange news story, but let's uh, let's talk about boredom and whether or not being bored is okay. Um, I found myself on the couch last Sunday feeling like, oh, I, I got to get up and do some things. I got to, uh, I, I should be working on this. I shouldn't be, you know, like goofing around on my phone or whatever. And then I thought, wait a sec, wait a minute. What if we give ourselves permission? Do we give ourselves permission to be bored? Do we do that? And should we? And I think we should. We should say, you know what? Sunday, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to goof around. I'm going to be on my phone. Or I'm going to be uh, in the backyard, sitting on the lounger chair, um, having some beers, smoking some meats. So, yeah, my question is, do you feel guilty sometimes about being bored? Have you got that Georgia stat or the, the, the or Florida the, stat? Yeah, what's the Florida stat while we're while you're looking at it? While you've got it's, so forty eight percent are double vaccinated, fifty six percent have one dose. Huh. That's still very low numbers. Yeah, yeah, because Florida is one place. One thing I'm interested in going to do in the U.S. is I really would like to see the Blue Jays in spring training. That's something I've always dreamed about is going down there and, and seeing the Blue Jays in spring training um, at their Dunedin facility in, in Florida. Going Taking the kids to Disney World, they've never been. I don't know. As I talk about it, I'm just thinking, uh, it doesn't have to be now, but as far as affecting my interest in going to the U.S., yes, the vaccination rate does inf- influence me. Um, back to the boredom topic. Do you give yourself permission to be bored? Like, Do you have Sunday afternoons where you beat yourself up because you're not getting stuff done yeah kind of I, I do sort of fall into that where I don't know I guess it's kind of my personality where I tend to like to be busy I like to have something I like to be productive something to show for what I did mm-hmm. on a particular day whether it's you know doing yard work or something around the house or um, and that can take on many different forms whether during the summertime if you want to enjoy the weather it's being able to to get outside or go for a walk or something but yeah what you mean by the boredom where you're just kind of sitting around just doing nothing well there's there's also boredom versus just relaxing yeah because I think boredom is a bit of a different topic like right now you can shove a smartphone in front of your face anytime you get any hint of being bored yeah I was just going to say that that the the concept if, if we're talking about just boredom in itself boredom isn't is sort of an obsolete thing when you really think about it because these days if if you're bored you got i'm holding up my my iphone in my hand here and you have entertainment encyclopedia the news news, everything you want to know about in the world is literally at at your fingertips so yeah, the, the the concept of quote unquote being bored, where you're just kind of staring at the walls. Uh, I don't think that happens <laughs> staring anymore. At the floor. Staring at the floor, like it just doesn't happen. 
because yeah, either you're putting on the TV or you're scrolling through your, your phone. Um, do you think our mental health is affected by that? Do you think we could use more boredom in our life where we are standing in the line at the driver, uh, DMV office, um, dying of boredom, waiting for the person ahead of us to move up so that we can finally get served? Do you think our, our would we be better served with a bit more boredom in our lives? Yeah, probably we could. I think we're yeah, we're constantly just taking in information. Yeah, there's so much being bombarded on us, and a lot of it is negative news. Let's yeah. be honest, it yeah. really is. A lot of it is is bullshit stuff, like stuff you see on Facebook, which really is pretty trivial. And a well, lot of the it neighborhood being, Facebook pages. Yeah. That's, we got to do an update on that because yeah, I have a bunch yes, of we stuff. Should. You know, being bombarded with fake news. Um, yeah, there's so much weird stuff that. It, we are subjected to that 15 years ago we would not we would not be dealing with this stuff we wouldn't be looking at a cell phone you know if you were bored you'd pick up a magazine mm-hmm. um, or you would talk to someone heaven forbid you actually have a conversation with the person standing next to you yeah uh, so instead of your nose buried in a phone yeah so yeah the whole concept of, of boredom man that has really changed over the last 15 20 years yeah. where yeah, it, there is no such thing as boredom anymore. And that's not necessarily a good thing. It's okay to be bored, folks. It be is. bored. Yeah. Enjoy it. Okay, moving on to weird news. You have a story there that uh, you found. Why don't you, uh, why don't you share with us what, uh, what you got there? The weird news headline here is that a um, man with coronavirus disguises as wife on Indonesian flight. And and this is from the the Huffington Post, so it is a reliable news source. So this actually did happen. Um, well, so maybe, the, but yeah, the, okay, yeah. The, <laughs> well, yeah. The the context of the uh, of the story goes is that the suspect purchased a plane ticket with his wife's name and brought the identity card, the PCR test. And the vaccination card with his wife's name. And PCR test is what says that you have a negative COVID result? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. So, it can sum up by saying he bought a plane. So, this guy actually had COVID. But in order to get on this flight, he bought a plane ticket with his wife's name, brought her identity card, the test result, the vaccination card. Hold on a sec. So, his motivation up, for doing this is because he knew he had COVID? He knew he had COVID. He knew he had and COVID. he still wanted to get on this flight. Jesus Christ. So, he dressed up as his wife. So I should point out here um, that his wife... Um, Did his wife know about this? It doesn't say. Yeah, so he had a, a niqab, uh, which is, I guess, the, the long dress yeah. uh, in that culture. So is that he, the one his, that's his a face was covered. covered? I, I'm not sure. But yeah, he, he dressed up as his wife in terms of wearing his wife's clothes. And he had all of her identification. And the thing that threw him off was that police say a flight attendant aboard the, the, the plane noticed the man change into his clothes while in the lavatory on the flight. So I think that was probably his mistake yeah. is that he should have just kept his wife's, wife's clothing on. And maybe that wouldn't have uh, created any kind of red flags. But so yeah, did he, it say where he was going? Um, like how long was this flight? Oh, Jakarta to 
Ternate in the North Malaku province. Uh, I'm not familiar so with... maybe an internal... Yeah, it looks like it was a domestic flight. Okay. So, yeah, then if it's a domestic flight, then it would pr- probably be a short flight. So why didn't he just, like, you know... Just his drive. mistake was taking <laughs> the damn thing off. Yeah. What an idiot. Yeah. And so, knowing he had COVID, oh, I hope he... Does it say what he's being fined with? Uh, yeah, I think he said he was... The police did charge him. I'm not sure what the penalties are. That should be severe. Um, but yeah, it's just interesting that he guy went to that those extremes to be able to board a flight to, to dress up as a woman, fake your identity, have all the the credentials and everything, and then you, you blow it by changing into your clothes on the on the flight, and then people notice. Say, hey, where did that man come from? <laughs> all right. Well, it's been a great time here. Thank you for plying me with with uh, beers. Yes. I um I realized earlier I was criticizing you for the you know lukewarm Stella, and uh, or sorry lukewarm Heineken. Meanwhile, that was your beer, right? You you brought out a couple Stellas for me and a Heineken for you, and I, I did. Yeah. You know, who was I to criticize your Heineken? Yeah. Um, temperature yeah you don't criticize free beer right this this is yours this This is mine yeah all right but yeah this has been a a, again another episode uh outside i feel like bob and doug mckenzie a little bit yeah yeah (laughs) and those that aren't canadian probably don't know yeah look it up doug doug and bob mckenzie we're going back to the early 1980s for that one uh, but yeah, this was an outdoor episode. I did not hear any lawnmowers or dogs barking or no, children it outside. Quiet. It was very, very quiet. So I would think that most people would probably have no clue that we're outside here. You do have a neighbor that's probably looking over and saying, what are those guys doing? They must be famous. <laughs> I want to marry one of them. 